0: S.A.F.M. Sports Rack.
1: half past six on S.A.F.M. one hundred four two one oh seven. Hello and welcome to the PSL radio show. Segun Jalu, I'm Dwayne locker with you for the next half hours. We tackle various issues in uh, the PSL. Of course, huge news in the PSL it, uh, just on Tuesday. Kaiser Chiefs undefeated, actually haven't lost a game since April last year end up losing out to Supersports United 2-0 on the night we're going to chat to the man who's opened his account for Supersports United in spectacular fashion Jeremy Brocky two goals in two games including the opener against uh, Chiefs on uh, Tuesday night we're also going to be talking about uh, refereeing some of the pressure in the middle for referees we've got FIFA referee Jerome Damon on the show to talk about what you might have noticed last night in Orlando Pirates game against uh, Tornado FC two yellow cards for the same player no red card at least not for a little while, we'll uh, chat to Jerome Damon about that and of course uh, loads more including a little bit of a preview with one of the great strikers in South African football in years gone by, Gerald Stober, was so accustomed to scoring early goals in games. He's on the show tonight. He's now the coach of the Magic FC. They take on Platinum Stars on Sunday. And also if uh, you are celebrating, Happy Lunar New Year. That's right, we bring in the Year of the Sheep now. If uh, my memory serves me correctly, I think in Mandarin it's Yang and in Cantonese it's Yeung. The, uh, the Year of the Sheep. But it certainly is significant. I know various footballers have spoken about their uh, lunar calendar uh, animals, as it were, the 12 animals for each of the lunar cycles. Ronaldo is a rat, Messi's a rabbit, and Christian Bell's a snake. But I think Falcao is the luckiest of them all. He's the tiger. Anyhow, let's get straight into the show with some sports news. Football: South Africa are trailing Mali by a goal to nil in the second uh, Group B match of the CAF Under 17 Championships in Niger. Cameroon and Cote d'Ivoire will meet in the second match later this evening. Meanwhile, Senegal goalkeeper and captain and Buena Kundal is in South Africa with apparent hopes of signing for a PSL team. Kundal was in the VIP box when Pirates beat Tornado FC 4-0 in the Nebdan Cup uh, tie last night. Cricket news. Sean Williams spared Zimbabwe's blushes with a uh, half-century, securing a 4 wicket victory over the United Arab Emirates in their World Cup match in Nelson. Today, Natalie Jimanos has the details.
2: At the Saxton Oval in Nelson, Zimbabwe won the toss and chose to field first in what was considered bowler-friendly conditions up front. But the UAE weathered the storm and did very nicely to get up to 285 for 7 in their 50 overs. Zimbabwe, though, would have been disappointed with their fielding effort. They dropped catches, they fumbled balls, and from a bowling perspective, they certainly weren't at their best and didn't bowl as well up front as they did against South Africa. United Arab Emirates, though, did put together some very good partnerships, and they were able to consolidate after they lost wickets as well. Shaman Anwar top scored, making 67 from 50, with nine fours and one six, and spent almost an hour at the crease, but his wicket fell towards the end, and they just lost a little bit. Of momentum towards the back end of their innings. Kuram Khan, who's the oldest player in the World Cup at 43 years of age, made 45 from 55, hitting six fours as well. There were some good partnerships towards the end, with Amjad Javed being undefeated on 25 from 19 with three fours and one six, while Mohamed Navid hit 23 from 17, smashing two sixes and one four as well. From a bowling perspective, Tendai Totara certainly stood out, taking 3 for 42 in 10 overs, including one maiden. In the end, Solomon Mire took 2 for 39 in 8 overs, while Sean Williams picked up 2 for 43 in 8 overs. Sean Williams also shone with the bat. In the Zimbabwe's chase of 286, Sean Williams made an undefeated 76 76- from 65 with seven fours and one six to his name, and grabbed the man of the match award, helping lead his team to victory. He was there at the end with Elton Chigambura, the captain, who was undefeated on 14 from 15, hitting two fours. Brendan Taylor certainly showed his experience playing in his 163rd game, making 47 from 44 with five fours and one six. Up front, Sikandar Raza hit 46 from 44, but got out at a crucial stage, he did hit six fours and one six, but he yet again failed to make the big scores. Shikapa up front put some pressure though on the rest of the bats making thirty five from sixty two and was certainly kept quiet by the UAE bowlers, who definitely bowled some in some good spells. Probably not enough in terms of sustaining that pressure, but they certainly showed some good promise. Mahmoud Takir in the end took two for 51 in the nine overs that he bowled, while the other bowlers all were able to contribute. Zimbabwe then grabbed the two points, while the UAE had now got to one loss from the one game that they've played. Natalie Jumanis for SAFM Sport.
1: Meanwhile, New Zealand host England in Wellington at a crucial Cricket World Cup group stage tomorrow, starting at 3am Central African time. New Zealand made tough work of their win over Scotland on Tuesday, while England was thrashed by Australia in their tournament opener last Saturday. Back home, scores from day one of the Sunfoil series. Cape Cobras were 251 for 9 at stumps against the Knights in Kimberley. The Dolphins were 289 for 8 at stumps against the Lions at the Wanderers in Johannesburg and at stumps uh, against the Warriors at St George's Park in Port Elizabeth. The Titans were 337 Seven for five. Nice flat wicket there. Canoeing news. Andy Burkett won the first stage of the Doozy Canoe Marathon from Peter Maritzburg to Doozy Bridge today. Correspondent Carl Gillam has the details. Some canoeing news. Andy Burkett took the opening stage of the 64th edition of the Doozy Canoe Marathon. Correspondent Carl Gillam has the details.
3: Day one of the Doozy Canoe Marathon saw the men's stage record fall as Andy Burkett narrowly edged up K1 defending chat Lance Kahn and former stage record holder Spunello quilla While Laura O'Donoghue surged to a near 14-minute lead in the women's race, Burkitt was surprised by his result, having come into the encounter with a right ankle injury but managed to hold his own throughout the running heavy stage before a charge over the final kilometres saw him break the record by seven minutes and carry a 25-second lead into Friday's second stage. O'Donoghue suffered an early swim at Taxi Rapid but then recorded a faultless rest of the day to take the women's contest by the throat, while under 18 sensation, Kena Peak edged out her older sister, Jordan, for second place, and the overnight family bragging rights. Kyle Gillum for SAFM Sport.
1: Rugby news: Talismani hooker Bismarck du returns from a shoulder injury to lead the South Sharks in Saturday's Vodacom Super Rugby clash with the Emirates Lions at Kings Park. Former Pumas lock Babalu Giant Tianda will make his debut as he starts in place of the injured Moritz Buerta in the second row. Meanwhile, three Super Rugby fixtures to look forward to tomorrow: starting with the Chiefs hosting the Brumbies at the Arrow Stadium in New Plymouth. That's at 8:35 Central African Time. 10:40, defending champions the was at the Rebels in Melbourne. While today's, uh, well, the day's action tomorrow concludes in the evening with Vodacom. Bulls hosting the Hurricanes at loftus That's at ten past seven. Finally, golf news. Danny van Tonder, uh, Justin Harding and George Kutsia fired six under past sixty sixes to lead by two strokes after the first round of the Dimension Data Pro-Am on the links at Fancourt. Uh, defending champion uh, Siddiqo Rahman has made a resounding start to his Indian Open title defence, firing a 6 65 to grab a share of the opening round lead at the Delhi golf course. That's your sports news. Review show,
0: review show.
1: Level yeah. Yeah. No. This is FM 104 uh, to 107. Uh, you may have seen last night in the uh, Orlando Pirates game against uh, Tornado FC that uh, one of the Tornado FC defenders, Mabejo uh, Mpacane, actually received two yellow cards. But didn't see a red card until a little bit later after uh, referee Shane Tumor failed to, to, to show him a, a red card immediately after the second caution. Thankfully, though, his fourth official spotted of the error, conveyed it to the referee a few minutes later. But, you know, Shane Tumor isn't the first referee to uh, suffer this fate. And uh, certainly, you think back to the 2006 FIFA World Cup, the deciding game of Group F, Australia against Croatia. A certain English referee by the name of Graham Pohl. Yes, he's become synonymous with the uh, not just two yellow cards without a red card, three yellow cards before the red card actually came out for Josip Simonic, the Croatian. But uh, on that occasion, neither his assistant nor his fourth official actually corrected the oversight. Now, we've got possibly South Africa's best international referee of them all, Jerome Damon, who retired last year, on the line to take us through some of the pressures of being in the middle. Jerome, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for the pleasure, Glenn. Jerome, this is a situation you don't see all too often, but it is something that can occur. Just, just describe some of the pressure, though, for the referees, what it's like being out in the middle and in the heat of the moment, how oversights might occur.
3: I, I could imagine what, um, if, I, if I refer to as that incident, I can imagine what, what must have gone through the referee's mind. Um, probably his first middle, uh, one of the, the bigger-name clubs in South African football, on one of the Holy girl Stadia, if one could to call it that, Orlando Stadia, uh, a sodium and then of course the pressure of a live T V match uh, going out to all of Africa with many viewers. So I can imagine that pressure alone um could, could squeeze one and if you were if you were, if you were great you'd probably end up being a reason
1: <laughs> I suppose that's fair enough to to call it. But a situation like this, how important is communication and how important is teamwork so that these errors are corrected as soon as humanly possible if they do occur? Um, if
3: you think about it, Dwayne, um, teamwork is, is tantamount in our business. We need to be in contact with one another, with one another all the time, um and to get the best possible decision. My, my my gut feel is that something, we're missing something, or we don't have all the information available to us as to how the decision was reached. Because surely between the four officials, or the fifth, fifth official, which is the vice commissioner, somewhere along the line, somebody would have seen something amiss. And there would have been a report, an initial report, to say, hey, mate, I think we missed out on something here, yeah, or you're missing out on something. And there may have been a, a, a report back from the referee to say, yeah, hey, I think I've got it right, and you guys must have messed up somewhere. And only until a television person or somebody else extraneous to the game came in and said, guys, we're missing something very big here. Um, could you please just check your, your paperwork? So I think we're missing out on something. We don't have all the information available at this point in time. And I'm, I'm I'm quite keen to find out from the from the Premier League once they release the match report um, from the match commissioner as to how the events actually unfolded.
1: What is it like dealing with criticism post incidents like this? I mean, you've been in the situation through through no fault of yeah. your own. If you think back to Africa Cup of Nations uh, of years gone yeah. by and Morocco, you might want to mention Morocco silently these days. But you've been through incidents like this.
3: Yeah, both. Uh, uh, you know, if you're not mentally strong, if you're not uh, psychologically ready, it can it can break you as a referee. Um, I think one of the things that we get to deal with every day is that match officials understand the pressures involved in the modern game. But, you know, with with, with television and high definition, and uh, I don't know if there's more clarity than high definition, who you know what the next level is going to be, the pressure is going to become even more and more enormous with all sorts of camera angles, and everybody seems to be an expert at... Um, I've given advice as that If you should have done that in this. So, the, so, you know, when I was refereeing, the pressure today, and that's like only about two years later, the pressure is probably ten times worse than when, when, I, when I was refereeing. And so it, it does hit you, but if you don't have a good support structure um, coming from the National Association or from your family, um, then you, you could break. Um, fortunately, fortunately, that um, I've gone through those incidences that I had good support from the National Association and a good family and friend support that could just carry me through. And so the first thing you want to do is run away from all sorts of media, not, you know, go onto to any media, whether it be social media or print media or electronic media. You just want to run away from it. And so I have no doubt that Shane will receive the same support um, from the National Association and all the, all the role players because it is a human error. It is definitely a human error, and um, I suppose that would make it very interesting.
1: Jerome, I I certainly hope and pray that uh, he he overcomes this situation because he he has showed potential as a a referee. But having watched thousands of football matches in my life, having commentated over a thousand as well, I I think the most glaring errors from referees are generally down to bad positioning. How important is that one aspect to to succeeding as as the man in the middle?
3: The modern game has gone faster. And so your your angle your angle of vision um, needs to be wider and you need to be up with play faster as well. Um, so you know, an angle creates is is it's a difference between winning a World Cup or not. Mm-hmm. An angle is a difference between being um, in the African Cup of Nations or not. Um, you know, and so angles are critical. I don't you know, proximity may not be critical but definitely having a peer viewing angle is tantamount and paramount in our business.
1: We I certainly hope and pray that uh, we don't see too many incidents like this in in the immediate future. But, Jerome Damon, thank you very much for your insights and opinions, and uh, we'll let you get back to some schoolwork.
3: Uh, it's my absolute pleasure and I think uh, there's a red pen waiting for me. Thanks, mate.
1: It's NetBank Cup weekend. Kioona. On Friday at 8pm, Usutu tackles Lamontville Golden Arrows at Princess Magogo Stadium. Saturday is jam-packed with live action. Amagos will it round against Sport at f and Stadium. Pima Young Stars tackles Domocosmos at Gamsrucha Stadium. Zenchima United squares off against Natal United at Wolfson Stadium. Kickoff is at 3. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Proudly brought to you by the previous soccer League. The South African Post Office is back in full operation and customers can now take advantage of all their services. These include renewing motor vehicle licenses, paying municipal accounts and TV licenses, plus sending local and international mail and parcels. Led by the recently appointed administrator, the South African Post Office is currently implementing innovative solutions to make them your number one service provider. Visit postoffice.co.za for more offerings. Well, if you're a fan of the PSL and in particular of Supersport United, you would have heard the name Jeremy Brocky. You might not have known exactly who he was until about a week ago, but two goals and uh, two games certainly has announced his arrival in South Africa. Jeremy Brockie, I'm proud to say, is on the line. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Hello.
4: Not a problem. Pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, you've just had a magnificent start to your South African career, haven't you? Two goals in two games. Couldn't have been any better.
4: Yeah, no, it's it's, um, been a very, very good start. And uh, obviously being a striker, when you come to a new club, you want to try and score as early as possible. And I couldn't really ask for a better start um, to my super sport career. And I hope it continues.
1: Well, it's a bit of a bit of a fairy tale that has continued. You know, you, you banged in two in your farewell match at Wellington Phoenix. You come to South Africa, you pick up where you left off. It's, it's like you're in your purple patch right now. And to to put the icing on the cake, I suppose, you score a goal that effectively gives Kaiser Chiefs, previously undefeated, their first defeat in nearly a year.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit of a it's a it's a very good feeling, and um. I'll, I'm currently still staying in a hotel um, I've found a place to move in at the end of the month but there's a few disappointed staff uh, around the hotel <laughs> because there's a lot of Kaiser chief supporters so everyone used to talk to me in the hotel but no one talks to me anymore they just Give
1: me a dip there. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're going to win over more than just your fair share of uh, fans with your time. Yeah, if you, Certainly, if you continue in the goal scoring right now. Look, I first saw you in, in China many years ago. You were actually playing for the Olympic team. I was in Shenyang when you scored a goal against China. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Dong Fangzhou went off to Manchester United, actually scored a, a late equaliser in that game. But, I mean, you've got some serious international experience behind you, and I know you've had offers from around the world. Why South Africa?
4: Look, um, I was I was off contract with my previous club Wellington Phoenix at the end of the season, and um, I've I've still got ambitions to play for my country um, with 2018 Russia World Cup in mind, and um, the security of having a, a two and a half year offer, potentially three and a half years here at SuperSport, um, played a big role. I talked to a few people about the PSL um, before making my decision. I talked to the national team coach, and he. He said that moving to South Africa is not going to affect my place in the team. The only thing that would affect my place is, is not performing, obviously. And so, um, it, it, it's good to be able. I've been here before. I've experienced it in 2009 and 2010, and um, I'm loving every bit of it so far. And I've had a very good welcome.
1: Yeah, you certainly have. Confederation Cup in 2009 and uh, World Cup in 2010, where of course New Zealand were undefeated, although uh, three draws didn't see you beyond the group stages. So you have had some experience, as you say, but in terms of actual experience with the club and your club mates and that, what was the welcoming party like and what's it like uh, working under Gordon Iggerson?
4: Yeah, th- to be honest, when you when you walk into a new change room, you're not sort of sure how, um, how quickly you're going set to settle in or if the boys are going to take to you, but from day one walking into this club, the boys have been fantastic and uh, they joke around with me and make me feel a part of the club. So that, that helps me settle um, nice and quickly and my family's met a few people here too, so that that helps them. Um, in terms of Gordon, he, he told the club to me, is, he's got ambitions to, to get this club back to winning titles, uh, he plays in the second grade of football, which obviously being a striker is his music to my ears and um, I'm really enjoying his training sessions and, and the whole environment around supersport so um, I, I couldn't have asked for a better start.
1: I must ask you being a New Zealander you've come to South Africa when the Cricket World Cup is, is on back in in New Zealand. Uh, are, are you staying up late now at nights to watch a little bit of the action?
4: Yeah I, I left New Zealand at the wrong time. I should have left maybe a little <laughs> a, a month later so I could have watched it at a reasonable hour of the, of the day but no I've been keeping an eye on the results and um, I'm hoping obviously New Zealand do do well to give me a little bit of uh, bargaining power in the, in the changing room.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we, uh, we're, we're hoping to see some more success from New Zealand. Of course, they're in action in uh, in just a few hours' time against England in, in Wellington, a bit of a crucial cup game, but they've done nicely so far. They won their opener convincingly, although scratchy against Scotland. But uh, yeah. I, I take it you're an overall sport fan, not just football then?
4: Yeah, no, not just football. I'm into my cricket and, and my rugby and, and, and all sports really, but um, yeah, it will be a tough game against the English, but they'll be looking to bounce back from their, their result against the, the Australians. But um got every faith in the Kiwis, and uh, hopefully we can go far into the tournament.
1: My word. Well, you can enjoy at least some of the, the super rugby action. Uh, no doubt you're you're one of the, uh, what are you, Crusaders, Hurricanes fan? Maybe a Chiefs um, fan? I'm, I'm,
4: a, I'm a Hurricanes fan, so they had a good start last week in, in Johannesburg, and uh, hopefully they can get another result here in South Africa too.
1: Well, I'm not going to hope for the same as you, but I certainly <laughs> yeah, yeah. hope to see more of you on the uh, football pitch and a uh, wonderful start. You've given us some great uh, excitement and really, really positive start to your career. We wish you all the best for the remainder of the season.
4: Cheers. Thank you very much. Good to
1: talk to you. SFM 104-107 uh, now on Sunday, a team from the Western Cape uh, ABC Mutzepe League. The Magic FC travels to Pukeng to take on Platinum Stars. And uh, while it's owned by former Amazulu and Bafana Bafana striker George Durnley, former Santos, Hellenic, Pirates, Bafana Bafana, you name the team, the striker Gerald Sturber coaches the club. He's actually on the line. Gerald, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Ah, yeah. I'm very good, thank, thank you. you. How are you? Enjoying life as, as a coach now?
0: Um... Really tough, but um, um, pretty good at the same time.
1: Now listen, talk about coaching. Uh, I mean, I remember when you were top goal scorer of the, the old NSL back in 94, and, and George Donnelly, uh, he was top scorer, I think, in 92, a few years apart. So so I'm imagining that this is a team that's got some decent strikers in it.
0: Um, um, <laughs> definitely, it yeah, definitely is. Um, but, um, are we talking about the coaches? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Tell me about the players, the youngsters, the ones that can still run around without huffing and puffing here, eh, Gerald
0: um Jeez, what an exciting bunch of guys we have um lots of potential um obviously the realistic thing is that not all of them will make it eventually to the top level but there are quite a few that are showing good promise that we'll be able to make it
1: give us a brief background of of the magic fc
0: um obviously we just changed the name um this year for a number of reasons um i've been involved with george for this is my third year coaching the team um it obviously, started out as being sort of a development or a platform to sort of develop young players and get them on to achieve um, some of the goals that we've achieved.
1: I, I know that George actually bought out Old Mutual FC to to establish the club. Is, is there still a link to the Old Mutual Football Academy?
0: Yes, we we have strong links with Old Mutual. Um, we still get uh, players from the academy, from the under the nineteen ranks, coming through.
1: Now. I know this might sound uh, you know, strange to some, uh, particularly those who, who play in the PSL and the National First Division, but I believe most of your players have never actually even been inside a stadium, never mind played inside a stadium before, and, uh, and that today you're actually going to give them the opportunity to train at the Athlone Stadium just to allow the players to familiarise themselves with the sort of parameters of a stadium environment.
0: Yeah, we have a number of challenges. I mean, last year we took um, the guys to the waterfront and half of them haven't even seen the waterfront. So it's new ground for lots of, lots of players and it's obviously going to be a challenge to get them on the plane as well because uh, most of them haven't been on an aeroplane
1: before. It's going to be a real experience for uh, the youngsters involved. But How did you actually get to where you are in the bank Cup? Who did you beat on your way?
0: Um, we've played five uh, games. We obviously had to play um, within our division. Um, we've beat uh, Santos, ASD, uh, FC Tigerberg, and then Zizwe in the final and then we also had to play a regional final against um, the SAB league winners which was Martis yes. and we managed to beat them as well
1: Senna University yes that's right they were also in the uh, Nedbank Cup last year but a real opportunity for you guys then to, to to make a name for yourselves and certainly some of the players but are some of the players seeing this as an opportunity to showcase their ability and talent
0: um, the culture that we're trying to cultivate uh, within the Magic is the sort of the ethos of team and although we do have some brilliant youngsters they always put the team first um, so we actually want to use this opportunity as well besides football actually to grow them as young men
1: You're up against Platinum Stars though uh, Gerald they've earned a bit of a you know, solid reputation in cup competitions they, they've played in three of the last five domestic cup finals but what are you expecting from a side this season that's really struggled in the league?
0: Um, they're not in the PSL for nothing. Um our objective is gonna just go out there, have fun, enjoy every moment. We want to give the players the best experience um there can be. Um we might not get a positive result but we're gonna make the most of this opportunity
1: as far as the club is concerned, uh, there, there seems to be a strong former Bafana Bafana influence with, uh, with the Magic FC overall. I know Mark Anderson was part of the club previously. I know uh, David Ignati, I believe, is, 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 uh, the, the possibility of him being involved is, is something that has been discussed. Uh, the, the culture of the club, you, you spoke about the sort of team environment and, and the players becoming young men, but there seems to be quite an influence from players who've really been there and done it all before. Is, is that vital to the team's success?
0: Um, I think it's very. Vi- I think it's vital that um, all these young players, uh, some of them haven't seen us play at all.
1: Um, enough, yeah. They only
0: read about us. Um, so and it's also giving an opportunity to former professional players to be involved with development and, and therefore the right seasons as well.
1: You were a magnificent goal scorer in your day. I don't want to give too much away for those who weren't born before 1994 or those who don't recall, but yeah. But I mean, you've, you also scored some of the fastest goals South Africa has ever seen. I, I think your record of nine seconds was equalized by Alan Libiani for, for Free State Stars against Santos a few years ago. But you, you have, if I'm not mistaken, three times you've scored in less than a minute from kickoff. I mean, what, was your, what was your secret to catching the opposition unawares?
0: I think I just got in the right positions at the right time, and um, luckily I, was, um, I wasn't I was tired at the beginning of games, so <laughs> I'm, I'll just put it down to that.
1: <laughs> not tired in the first minute, I should hope not. Well, I hope you're <laughs> I hope you're able to convey that to uh, the youngsters you got taking on Platinum Stars. And Best of luck on Sunday as you uh, attempt to make the last 16 in the Dead Bank Cup. Okay,
0: awesome. Thanks very much for this one.
1: If you thought one of the most popular Google searches of the past two years would be how to reduce your carbon footprint, well, you'd be wrong. And if you thought it might be how to perform CPR or how to start a business, not quite.
0: So what was one of the top instructional searches of the past two years?
3: How to twerk. Sensible thinking seems to be in short supply these days. At Moore Stevens, however, our guidance is always well-researched and our support is thorough, ensuring our clients benefit from the most precious business commodity there is, sensible thinking. More
0: Stevens. Audit, advisory and tax. Long live sensible.
1: The portfolio committee on communications hereby invites institutions and or individuals to nominate a person to fill a vacancy of non-executive member to the board of the South African Broadcasting Corporation Limited, which arose from the resignation of a member of the board for the remainder of the term of office of the current board. It could be until the 24th of September, 2018. Nominees must have expertise and experience in broadcasting policy and technology, broadcasting regulation, media law, business practice and finance, journalism, entertainment and education, and labour issues. Nominations and inquiries must be addressed to the Committee Secretary, Mr. Kosingoma, Portfolio Committee on Communications. You can email him tngoma at parliament.gov.za. Or fax to 086525740. Telephonic inquiries can be made to 0214033733 or 0837098407. Closing date for nominations is Friday, the 27th of February 2015 at 4 p.m. Please note that nominees will be subjected to qualifications checks and security clearance. Late submissions will not be considered. The
3: SA Post Office is back in full operation, and customers can now take advantage of all our services. These include renewing motor vehicle licenses, paying municipal accounts and TV licenses, plus sending local and international mail and parcels. Led by the recently appointed administrator, we are also currently implementing innovative solutions to make us your number one service provider. Visit postoffice.co.za for more offerings. The SA Post Office. We deliver whatever
1: it takes. CSL Radio Show. Just about time to uh, say goodbye and uh, move out of the studio for uh, Lady Mulero, who's up after the news with the talk shop. But uh, just to give you a final score then from the Amajimbos match, the second match in Group B at the CAF Under 17 Championships in uh, Niger. I'm uh, managed to pull one back for uh, the youngsters, the Under 17 side of the Amajimbos when they were trailing Mali by two goals to nil and then Mohammed finding an equalising goal late on in the game. It seems a blooper from the Mali keeper, which South Africa took full advantage of. So uh, they did to Mali what d'Ivoire did to them on Monday, where they were leading by two goals to nil. d'Ivoire with two late goals in that game saw them back into the match. The uh, all-important tie then remaining is against Cameroon in three days' time. That's on Sunday. But bear in mind that Cameroon and d'Ivoire meet in the second match later this evening. Cameroon having lost their opening encounter to Mali, and Mali, arguably the strongest team in the group, so South Africa's come away with a decent point there from the Mali match, although they really should have uh, captured the victory over Côte d'Ivoire. That's it. Still up to the final day's encounter, and bear in mind, if they become semi-finalists, they will qualify for the World Under-17 Championships. That's in Chile in October and November. Well, as I mentioned, Lady Muleau is up after the news with a talk shop, but it's time for me to say cheers. I am out of here. Brad Brown back again uh, tomorrow, 6.30 for your latest sporting news on SFM Sports But uh, from me, Dwayne DeLocca, and producer Siobhan Chetty, it's time to say cheers. Have an absolutely wonderful Thursday evening. I'll give you the rest of the night off indeed. Yeah, cheers.